You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. Glad to be with you today, and thank you for listening to Everything Apostolic. Hey, I have a great, great uh, lesson here for the podcast. As you can see, it's called Six Ingredients to Your Faith. That's right, Six Ingredients to Your Faith. And you're going to see that it's going to be an, uh, an amazing breakdown. We're going to take from Romans chapter 4. That's right, six ingredients to strong faith. That's right, and you can have strong faith. It doesn't, uh, just because you have a strong faith does not mean you're going to get your answer immediately. There are different types of faith, but this strong faith that we're talking about is a faith that endures. It endures. Sometimes it endures for a short time, but the subject here is Abraham, and it's and it endured with him. His faith endured for many years. Matter of fact, when God spoke to him and said that he was going to give him a son, it took a full 25 years for that promise to be manifested when he was 100 years old. That's right. He was 75 when he received the promise. His wife was 65. She was 90, and he was 100 years old when they uh, had a son. Now, we're talking about God waiting until it was completely impossible. Mm-hmm. Are, do you ever have something going on in your life that you need an answer, and it looks like it is completely impossible for it to happen, for God to turn around, for God to do? Or maybe the rationale is, well, it's just, you know, God's not going to do it now. You know, it's just not something God's going to do. Well, you know, we can think that way and uh, turn our faith into doubt by the words that we spoke. So we're going to talk about six ingredients to strong faith. And I believe you're going to be encouraged uh, by the lesson here today. So Romans chapter 4, and uh, we're going to take a look at verse 17. Now, verse 17 is uh, spoken of a lot. It's quoted a lot, especially by us preachers, and it should be. The last part of that verse is very, very important. But we don't want to just stop with verse 17, because that is the first point. Uh, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, God speaking to Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead... And calleth those things which be not as though they were. So right before that number one point, which is, it calleth those things which be not as though they were. Look right before that. Even God who quickeneth the dead. Even God who raises the dead. Even God that can do which is completely impossible. That's right. That's right. Completely impossible with man. 
sure there's been people that have been dead minutes uh you know a, a number of minutes i believe even up to close to an hour um that have uh, been raised back to life through medical science and um but you know what no one has rose from the dead uh, beyond four days like Lazarus did. So, uh, and Abraham was not dead, but his body was dead. Sarah's body was dead in the sense of being able to produce a child. Okay. And so what did Abraham do? He called those things which be not as though they were. That's point number one. Point number one in the six ingredients to strong faith. So this particular ingredient, you've got to have this. You've got to be able to call those things which be not as though they were. Now, sometimes we see just one and we don't re recognize the other five. But um, but when you have all of this, I'm going to show you what happens by the scripture. He calleth those things which be not. You're in a desperate situation there's a sickness, there's an illness, there's a disease, there is a urgent emergency. There is someone at the point of death, there's someone uh, who knows what the situation might be. It doesn't matter what it is. I can't describe all the situations out there. But take your situation that you've had, that you're having, or that you're going to have. And if you can apply these six ingredients, you're going to have faith in them. Why? Because God has given us this right here. God has given us this so that we might have and demonstrate strong faith and receive the promise, receive the answer. Does God want it? Well, God, why doesn't God just want to do it? Well, God does want to do it. Well, why didn't he just, why doesn't he just do it then? Okay. God wants someone to believe him. That's right. God wants someone to believe his word and have a relationship with him. Calleth those things which be not. All right. I, I testified, I believe, on a previous podcast. I'll, I'll mention it here. About uh, many years ago, back in the 19, maybe late 80s, early 90s, I had a condition come up on my body as a young man. I, At the time, I said it was a hernia. But after the fact, now really I don't think it was, but my abdomen swelled out. I mean, I couldn't button my pants. <laughs> I'd go to work, you know, I worked in an office, wore a suit every day. I was in pain all the time. Woke up sometimes in the middle of the night with pain. Uh, I walked usually with pain, sitting sometimes with pain. My lower abdomen was, was so swollen. Um, I didn't go to the doctor. I was just claiming my faith. Nothing wrong. With, I don't think there's anything wrong with the doctors. I've been to the doctor since. So nothing, nothing against doctors. But I didn't feel like I wanted to go to the doctor. I wanted to see God do something. This went on for days and days and days. Next thing you know, it went on for weeks. This was going on for weeks. I forget how many weeks this went on. And it, it just, nothing changed. Nothing changed. But through the process, I kept saying to myself, I spoke to my body, you are healed in the name of Jesus. You are healed. I, I would say, actually, I would. I am healed by his stripes. I would speak it in the present tense, and I would speak it in the past tense. I, I knew better to speak it in the future tense, because the promises of God are not 
faith is not a future thing. It's a present and pa past thing. By his stripes we were healed, and by his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 and Isaiah 53.5. Using that as an example. It doesn't have to apply for healing only. It can apply to many things. But I kept speaking and speaking and speaking to that thing. Did not get prayer. But I said to God, finally, after I don't know how many weeks, it went on with no improvement at all. I said, all right, Lord, I've done everything but get prayer. I was believing God to do it you know, without prayer. Uh, but I was, I would speak it constantly, you know, quote the scripture. So I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to get prayer when I go to church next time, because that's the only thing I've left out that I know of. So I got prayer that night, no special prayer, no lightning bolts, thunder, nothing. Went home, went to bed, same condition, woke up the next morning, healed by his stripes, healed the swelling gone, the pain gone, everything just woke up healed. I just, a just was healed. <laughs> Everything was perfect when I woke up in the morning. Praise God. And that's been many, many years later, still healed by his stripes. So my point is you've got to call those things, which be not as though they were. <clears throat> so I think, and hopefully you've got the point here, you've got to speak to that thing, not like it's going to be, but as though they were past tense. Calleth those things which be not as though they were. You've got to speak to it in the past tense. I am healed. I was healed by Jesus' stripes. Praise God. This condition may be upon you, but you could say by his stripes, I am healed. That's right. It doesn't mean you're fully recovered, but you could claim the promise. You have a right to. God wants you to speak the promise. Calling those things which be not as though they were were. You've got to speak it out. You've got to vocalize it. You've got to use your vocal cords. You've got to make it audible. You've got to say it. You've got to do more than think it. You've got to speak it out. Praise God. Very, very powerful. Very important. Vitally crucial to get number one down right. Okay, if you haven't highlighted that in your Bible, you need to highlight that in your Bible, in my opinion, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's Romans 4 and the latter part of verse 17. Let's go to ingredient number 2 in verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. God spoke it. So look at the first part of verse 18. There's your ingredient, who against hope believed in hope. When everything is against you, my friend, hmm? I said, when everything is against your faith, when all of your five senses are telling you it's not going to happen, all of your senses are telling you it's impossible, everything is against hope, everything's against your faith, everything's against you. You've got to believe it anyway. All right, so you're already speaking it. You're doing all this together. You take ingredient number one, and then with that, you are you are believing when everything is against hope, that in a hope that there's going to be healing, a hope that you know the relationship is going to be mended or what have you. All right, you've got to believe God even when everything is against you. Every opposition that you can imagine has is knocking on your door beating on your door and saying this cannot happen it's not going to happen it will not happen 
and it hasn't happened. And so the devil just in doubt, our human reasoning gets in the way sometime. Mm -hmm. You have human reasoning. I have human reasoning. And then you have to be able to discern the thoughts from the intents. Okay. You have to be able to discern those thoughts of your mind. What is godly? What is not? What is a faith? What is not? What is me? And what is the word of God? What did God say? And what am I saying? I've got to believe the word above my own human reasoning. And that's what you're going to have to do. Who against hope believed in hope. Why? Because God spoke it. Well, where did he expect? God didn't tell me anything. God said it in his word. It's written. It's a written document. See, it had to be written because a lot of things are spoken and, they're for, and they were forgotten. But God didn't just speak them. God had them written down for our benefit and for our life. You have it written. God spoke it, and then it was written. So did God speak it? He absolutely did. But better than that, it's been written. It is written, Satan. Get behind me. Praise God. Pretty powerful there. All right. So who against hope believed in hope. All right. And then that was ingredient number two. The ingredient number one is calleth those things which be not as though they were. Praise God. I've got I've got four more ingredients for you. Okay, four more powerful ingredients ingredients. And I'm gonna get those to you, but hang on for a quick break. <laughs> Hey, I want to tell you about my book entitled Satan, Demons, and You. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. I want to give you a few testimonies of others that have read this book. One is by Pastor Larry G. He says, great book. I have used these methods many times in Jesus' name. I appreciate this book very much. Another one by He Chose Ni says, if you want to understand the enemy and how to fight a spiritual battle, this book will help you. This book with the scriptures to confirm what is written. Very easy to read. And another testimony by Shelley says, Every Christian needs this book. This man has great knowledge and understanding. I have read this book many times. Well, my friend, you can get this paperback or the Kindle edition on Amazon. Go there now and read more about it. Blessings. Praise the Lord. Thanks for hanging out with me. Let's recap real quick. Ingredient number one, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. You've got to speak those things as they've already happened. Ingredient number two, you've got to, uh, when everything's against your faith, you've got to believe. Who against hope believed. You've, there's got to be a convincing inside of you. <clears throat> That's what faith is. You're convinced. You're persuaded. You're persuaded. You're convinced. It's not just a thought of the mind. No, I'm persuaded. You're not back and forth. There's a persuasion there. All right. So let's go to ingredient number three in six ingredients to strong faith. Ingredient number three is in Romans chapter four, verse 19 in this passage. All right. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Okay, very powerful. Think about this. And when and being not weak in faith, he wasn't weak in faith. 
and he considered not his own body, now dead. His body dead to the sense of being able to produce a child. All right, but he didn't consider that. This is ingredient number three. You cannot consider this in the equation. You cannot let this doubt be in uh, in your ingredients or to, it'll, it'll defile your faith. Okay, we, we, we want to consider everything bad. We think on, well... I just, you know, just the way it is. I, I just, I'm, I'm believing, but I'm having a hard time believing and I'm not sure. And this has already happened. And because this has already happened, how can, you know, how can this happen? You know, how can this come to pass? See, we're reasoning within ourselves. Abraham did not reason in his mind about his own body. He didn't reason his mind about Sarah's body. He didn't consider those things, but he had a belief in God. He had, he wasn't weak in faith. See, and that's why, that's why it says it like that. He was not weak in faith. Okay. Meaning he considered not uh, the, the symptoms of it not being able to happen. The symptoms of it not being able to happen. Hmm? He was not weak in faith. Okay. He, uh, then it goes on. Yet the neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider that. So you've got to stop looking at the negativity. You've got to stop considering it. The negativity, uh, what comes against your five senses, your five senses will lie to you. What you see, hear, etc. will lie to you. We've got to believe the word. We've got to believe what God said in the face of opposition. When even family and friends are speaking negative to you, you've got to have this third ingredient. What is it? Not considering the negativity. Not considering the dead body. Not considering the deadness of Sarah's womb. Or you've got to fill in the blank there. Whatever yours is, you've got to fill in the blank Oh, well, I, I, I cannot consider the fact that I cannot get a loan for the property. All right. There's one. You want to buy a house? You cannot consider what the lawyer says. You cannot consider what the banker says. You cannot consider what the doctor says. But you've got to be strong in faith. Praise the Lord. Let's go to ingredient number four in verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Number four is found in those first few words. He staggered not. Though you're, you've got ingredients one, two, and three down real well, you've got to be careful not to stagger in your faith. You've got to be careful not to go back and forth in your faith. You've got to be careful not to be up and down, believing today and tonight, you know, you're just, you're brokenhearted that it's not going to happen. Now, don't misunderstand. Sometimes we're going to weep and sometimes we're going to hurt. I'm not discounting the fact that we're human and we have to become hardened because of that. But my point is, You've got to apply ingredients one, two, 
three, and then number four, staggering not at the promise. All right. Um, I, I will say that I did not stagger. And I gave that example. I, I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way. And I I don't know that I've ever believed anything so strong at that point or even since. There was such a convincing in my own spirit that I was healed, even though I didn't feel healed. I didn't, you know, there, there was no symptoms that I was healed. All right. But I didn't stagger. I, didn't, I wasn't up and down. Night and day, day and night, I was speaking faith. I was speaking to this, that I am healed, that I was healed. I never said I'm going to be healed. See, that's a mistake that many of us make. Oh, I'm going to be healed. Well, I know I'm going to be healed one day. They prayed for me. I'm going to be healed really soon. No, 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 no. I am healed. I was healed, always in the present and the past tense. That's how the promises of God are given, not in the future tense. Because if it's in the future tense, that's hope. But you need faith. Faith is going to draw the answer and make it materialize. It's going to come to pass, okay, because of your faith, not because of your hope. Hope is good, but we need faith to make it happen. So stagger not at the promise of God. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. That unbelief will cause us to stagger. Now, thank God for his great mercy. We find a place in the New Testament where there was one man with a condition. Uh, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And the Lord still gave him a miracle. All right? So we can't say it can't happen because with that man, it did happen. All right? But many times it does not happen because that unbelief is so strong and it can be it could be our unbelief can be stronger than we realize so we want to do our best to meditate in the word and hear faith believe faith believe god's word and spe speak it and just follow these steps staggered not at the promise of god through unbelief but was strong in faith look at number five number five is the latter part of verse 20 giving glory to God. You haven't received anything yet. You've got to understand through the process, you have not received your miracle through the process. You haven't been healed, whatever it might be, but you're still waiting on this thing to be manifested. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're sick, I am healed. You've got to speak it in the present tense. No. So you, you, you've got to learn faith language. There's a language of faith. Spanish and French and German and all these languages in the world, but you've got to learn the language of faith. And that's what I'm talking about. That's one of the ingredients here, giving glory to God before the, before the answer comes, before it materializes, before it manifests, you're going to have to give glory to God. You're going to have to praise him. Oh, I, I would just, you know, I, like, again, I'm not being braggadocious, but it was a long time ago and it happened to me and, 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 and by God's grace, it happened, but I did, I did that. I gave God praise. I gave him glory. Hallelujah. I began to worship. Thank you, Lord, for doing it. Thank you for bringing it to pass. Thank you, Jesus, that you've already done it. Your word has declared it. Your word has promised it and you give God glory in the present tense. You give God glory in the past tense. You don't give God glory that it's going to happen. Again, you still have to apply uh, verse 17, calling those things which be not as though they were. 
present or past tense. Crucial, crucial part of your faith in God. So you've got to give glory to God. All right, well, you get on the phone and you're complaining to somebody. All right, you got to nip that in the bud. Prompto, you got you to gotta stop. You got to stop. Can you talk about it? You can talk about it. You can talk about your situation. But you got to be careful with your words because your words are so powerful. Your words carry so much weight. And God is listening to your words. Your words of faith and your words of doubt. And your words of faith as you give glory to God and as you confess and you stagger not and as you consider not the negativity and and the, the sense evidence and you consider not everything that says it can't happen. And you're giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for victory. Thank you for this revival. Thank you for thank you for thank you for Josh receiving the Holy Ghost. Thank you for so and so receiving the Holy Ghost. Thank you for so and so for being saved. Thank you for so and so being healed in Jesus' name. And you just give God glory for it. Praise God. That is ingredient number five. All right. So we've got one more. Ingredient number six is found in verse twenty-one. Verse 21 of Romans 4, 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. All right, here it is. Those three words, being fully persuaded. I mean, there's got to be something on the inside of you. It's like, you know, you bought a car. Okay, it's in the driveway. It's in the garage. You're fully persuaded. You're not thinking about, well, well, I'm going to go buy a car. Well, I bought it, but, you know, someone stole it. I wonder if I'm going to get it back. No, it's in your driveway. You possess it. You have the title to it. That's the kind of faith you've got to have because faith, if you look it up in the Greek, it actually means and refers to a title deed. It's like you, your faith is the title. It's like the deed to the house. When you have the deed, it's paid for. The bank doesn't own it anymore. That's right. The the, the, the the credit union doesn't own anymore. Why? You have the title. You have the deed. And that's what faith is. See, you don't, you don't possess it when it comes to you. You possess it because of your faith. Because faith is the title. Faith is the deed. And verse 21, and being fully persuaded. That right, that's it, right? Those three words, and being fully persuaded. My friend, if you can be fully persuaded, God will not turn away this kind of faith. God will not turn away the kind of faith, these six ingredients right here. God will not God will not pour them out and not answer them. God is going to answer. God is going to do. Sometimes we think we have these things when we don't. That that's true. Sometimes we we think we're not wavering in our faith when we are wavering. And this is why this is so serious when you've got a serious situation. You've got to be firm. You've got to be strong in your faith and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Praise God. So let's recap, and then I'm going to give you one more verse. All right, so ingredient number one is calling those things which be not as though they were. You've got to speak them as they've already happened. Ingredient number two. Who against hope believed. you got to believe when everything's against you. 
ingredient number three, you've got to be not weak in faith, but you've got to, and you've got to consider not, consider not. Don't look at the negative things. Don't look at those. That's part of the ingredient of strong faith. Praise God. All right. So don't stagger. Don't stagger. Number 20, verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God. So you can't stagger back and forth and receive the promise. There's no telling what kind of miracle God's going to do for you because of this kind of faith. Stagger not. All right. And number five is giving glory to God. Give him that audible verbal praise for what he's done, for what he's done, even though it hasn't manifested, even though it hasn't physically come to pass. Number six, being fully persuaded. There is when everything, you're just sitting, you're relaxing, there is an assurance and in your spirit, you are, you've got the word of God as our roadmap to su spiritual success and blessing. This is it right here. All right. So there's your six ingredients. But look at verse 22, what God said about Abraham. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. It was imputed to him for righteousness. God called him righteous because of his faith. This man has been talked about how many, for what, 4,000 years, 5,000 years or whatever. He's, this man has been talked about because of his faith. And his faith is described in Romans 4, 17 through 21. Other passages in the Bible as well. We can go back to Genesis and talk about some amazing things about Abraham. But just looking at this right here, beautiful ingredients to faith, six ingredients to strong faith. My brother, my sister, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be blessed. If you haven't given us five stars, I would appreciate that. Hey, make sure that you uh, join our podcast so that you're notified. There is a button there that you can click so that you will be notified when our next podcast is made available. So make sure you click that. And until the next time, this is Brother Rodis with everything apostolic. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget more resources are available at www com. There you will find Pastor Rodas's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.